ATN. Connecting for positive change. Hello and welcome to our AI for Services podcast interviews. My name is Astrid Ayal and I run the AI for Services Innovation Network. AI for Services brings together AI and data high growth entrepreneurs with leading professionals and academics working in the accountancy, insurance, legal and financial services sectors. This initiative is part of the Next Generation Services Challenge program funded by UKRI and delivered by KTN. With this podcast, we want to share with our community the latest projects shaping the future of the professional services sectors. And today I have the great pleasure to welcome Professor Tim Vorley. Tim, hello, and very nice to have you here on our podcast. Hi there, Astrid. Thanks for having me. Great. Would you mind introducing yourself to our listener? No, absolutely. So uh, my name is Tim Vorley. I'm a Pro Vice Chancellor and Dean at Oxford Brookes University and a Professor of Industry, Enterprise and Innovation. Uh, and I'm one of the, the three leads of the research projects under the Next Generation Services uh, Industrial Strategy Challenge Fund banner. Yes, great. So um, in, indeed, you're, you, you are leading one of the academic projects funded by the Next Generation Services Programme um, titled Innovating Next Generation Services Through Collaborative Design. And in particular, you've been working with mid-sized accountancy and uh, legal firms. So could you tell us a bit more about the project? Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, the, the project that, that I've been leading really focuses on uh, AI readiness in legal and accountancy firms. So what we're trying to understand has been the kind of the challenges that many of these mid-sized firms face in the, the law and accountancy sectors. Um, mid-sized are particularly interesting because they're often too small compared to the big four, the magic circle firms in terms of investing in AI uh, in a way that is going to be highly transformative from the off. But they're too big to ignore as well. They're too significant in terms of their number and the scale of the sector. So by focusing on trying to address the needs of these mid-sized firms, what we've really been trying to look at is the ways in which they can approach the AI readiness challenge, not just looking at it from a technical perspective, but what it means to them as organisations, thinking about their people, thinking about their structures, thinking about their processes. Um, and we tried to do that, as you mentioned there in the title, by using a process of collaborative design. So uh, the project team that we've got really focused on uh, a number of things. But first of all, trying to undertake the research side, looking at firms that have successfully implemented AI into their working practices. Uh, and then using those insights, uh, along with some more established design thinking methodologies, we tried to develop an approach to support mid-tier firms in really going about that adoption process. So thinking about how they can make the most of it and the nature of design thinking very much about how they can use that with a kind of a problem at the center that we're trying to address, thinking about where that relates to a particular part of their business or a particular opportunity. And then through the project, the project team has tried to work with firms and firm-wide leaders to think about how they can get good outcomes related to AI in the future competitiveness of their businesses. Mm. And then, of course, one of the outcomes of the project has been the, the pub publication of a book called the AI Readiness Toolkit. Um, you describe it uh, on in your website as a series of key non 
academic applied outputs of the projects aimed at professional services firms. So tell us why, why should a professional download a, a copy of your book? Yeah, absolutely. So like you say, the, the book is, is absolutely free to download from the website. You can get a PDF version of it and the tools are all there. But the reason why, I suppose, is it's an introduction to trying to understand the challenges of what it means to be AI ready. I think we've heard lots of stories through the research. Our understanding of working with businesses is that AI promises a lot, but does it really deliver? And I think in order to overcome that and to think about the opportunity that AI represents, it really is about trying to break that down into pieces that make sense for businesses. So looking at how AI can be applied and that application is often in relation to very specific or as we would prefer to it, very narrow challenges. So we can think about it in relation to smart contracts or aspects of audit, but we need to be able to understand what the problem or the challenges to which AI is being applied. And then we need to make sure that we have the data to be able to utilize AI and the technologies underlying that AI to its full effect. So the book talks through with a series of methodologies, a process that firms can employ. Uh, all of the tools within the book are again available on the website to download so people can uh, continue to use that independently. But also I should say that like you said, we're, we're funded uh, under the industrial strategy. We've got the, the support of Innovate UK and the KTN to support businesses in embarking on some of these so we are offering design sprints as well and scenarios workshops to work with firms to help them through that process if they're interested in that as well and that's that's free to use it's funded through the project and we, we'd love to hear from any businesses that would like to get involved brilliant yeah i mean I, I can first really recommend this book it's not it's not a paid ad or anything um it, it really is very practical as tim says and it really can help i think any professional services firms also i think uh, good to mention at any stage of their journey so whether you know at the start at the exploration stage or maybe at a more advanced stage where um, the firm is looking at developing uh, capability um, so really a great tool um, available to download that's on your website it's um, nextgenpsf.co.uk right yeah that's absolutely it and, and like you say free to download you can get the, uh, the book as a PDF and all of the tools that are there as well. So there's a series of 11 steps that we take you through. Um, and actually, as you've mentioned, Astrid, we can do that and you can apply this wherever you are on that journey. So it's not for people that have uh, necessarily, they're at ground zero. It could be mm -hmm. that there is some thinking that's been done within the firm. And it's to try and provide a scaffold and a bit of shape with regards to the next steps in going through that process and understand what a good outcome looks like. And I think one of the reasons that we, uh, we've embarked on this and we've produced this particular book is because I think that many people, when they think of AI, they think about it taking jobs, they think about it fundamentally affecting work, uh, but where it's used effectively through our research and through the companies that we've supported, we can certainly see examples about how, how AI can actually enhance the work of professionals. And I think that what we therefore need to do is we need to understand how AI fits, how it can enhance and augment and how it can create additional value for professional services firms. So hopefully by the time that the businesses have, have looked into the, the steps, gone on that journey, uh, the outcome at the end of it is not just about being more competitive and more productive, but it's about having a business model that is kind of future ready.
Yeah, exactly. And and I, I should also mention that we will be hosting a, a design thinking forum on the 16th of September, uh, 10 to 12 UK time, where Tim and his team will share more details on the benefits of using design thinking methods to help unlock business model um, innovation, like Tim said. And we also have two sets of panels, firms on one side and start startups on the other side. So it should be very informative and inspiring. So do sign up. Uh, or if you are uh, listening to this uh, after the 16th of September, uh, the recording will also be available on our webpage, AI4Services.org. Uh, right, so that's 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 uh, all for the ads, Tim. Um, I just wanted um, to take us back now to, to the beginnings um, when when you wrote the the bid to to apply for funding. What what motivated you to embark on this project? I think a couple of things really. The the, the first was the the interdisciplinary nature of this and trying to think about. Um, I don't think that there is any organisation or entity out there that, that has the answer to what AI readiness looks like. Uh, and, and actually how it should be approached and how businesses should embark on that journey. So as a researcher, we were we were intrigued and, and personally uh, wanting to find out more about what that means and how organisations go through that digital transformation and how mid-tier businesses, that kind of important subset of the, the legal and accounting sector can be supported. Um, so so the, there's definitely the, the kind of the inquisitiveness, the, the research that underlies what we do. But I think the the other thing that was across our interdisciplinary team, which includes colleagues who are, like myself, involved with business model research. We've got others that are working on supply chains, some um, subject specialists on law and accounting. Uh, and also, um, we had a partner in the University of the Arts London, where their expertise was very much in design, design thinking and futures, how, how we can use that as part of this work. So. So very quickly, based on the research insights that we generated, the, the real challenge for us, and I suppose the, the real crux of the project, has been focusing on then trying to create from the research insights a tool and a series of kind of methodologies that can help firms. And I think that as part of the Industrial Strategy Challenge Fund and the Next Generation Services Work Programme, really trying to see how we can help businesses help themselves on that journey. And I think that one of the kind of main points of, paralysis that often challenges businesses when they're thinking about AI is the unknown. So there's an element here of trying to demystify to try and support businesses uh, as they embark on this journey. And I think that increasingly what we're seeing now is that um, AI is, is becoming more and more commonplace in our lives. Uh, and some of those uh, places where it is are, are not necessarily as visible as you might anticipate. So the amount of uh, technology that is being used through our mobile devices but then when we think about professional work and our professional lives, that there are opportunities to take away some of those more mundane, time-consuming, repetitive tasks and to introduce a greater degree of kind of intelligence through uh, the AI technologies that are available that move us beyond simple automation to really increase value. And I think, like I said, the key for me here is not about trying to use these technologies to displace activities done by individuals, but actually see how individuals and technologies come together to, to deliver higher quality, higher caliber, higher value outcomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And was it the first time that you were working with the professional services sector? What, what has been your experience? Any 
particular frustration or, or positive surprise or, or both? <laughs> no, well, I, I think there's always an element of both. And the, the team had a, a variety of experiences with some colleagues having not previously worked with the professional services and, and others kind of much more experienced. But I'd say the kind of experience overall and working with the Managing Partners Forum um, and Norman Partners, who were the professional uh, collaborators on the project, I think that very quickly we, we established a rapport with the firms that we were we were trying to work with and, and deliver these design sprints with. One of the big challenges is the journey. It's trying to understand where firms are on that journey and where they want to get to. It's not a kind of a, a linear process where we all step uh -huh. on at the same point and step off at the same point. But I think that generally one of the, the challenges in the professions is the, the often risk-averse nature. And I think that given the professional status, we can very much understand why professional service firms are like that. But actually, I think that through the nature of the, the project, through the design sprints that we've held in the uh, scenarios, workshops that we've facilitated, I certainly think that we have seen that began to change. We've seen that firms beginning to try and challenge to explore by creating a safe space. And for me, that's one of the great things about the project and the funding that's been made available. It's about trying to de-risk this for businesses getting them to explore the art of the possible. Uh, and I have to say, there is something satisfying when you look at the design sprints and you look at what we do, and we have a room full of highly paid professionals thinking about how they can do their day jobs differently using Lego and a variety of different models and techniques to be a bit creative and, and bring something into their world of work, which is developmental as well. So from that perspective, um, I think that certainly I've benefited and I think that through the project, the firms that we've collaborated with have benefited, but also the individuals. I think that there's a, a good opportunity for that kind of creative professional development. Yeah, of course. And and at KTN, we are huge advocates, of course, of academic business collaborations. We, we help facilitate those connections between academia and business. And we witness the positive impact that this type of partnerships can make. Um, as someone who has a huge experience of driving those types of collaboration firsthand, when would you say collaboration between academic and business work is best? Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, difficult question, because I, th I think the first thing is that it's trying to find that common language. Mm -hmm. I think that in order to work at our best, we need to try and understand what academia has to offer, but also what the business needs are. And I think that one of the, the really striking things through the project is that we know those professionals that we're working with uh, are often under high time pressures, that they're working in ways with clients that are, that are very live in terms of the casework that they're doing. And so we're we absolutely have to add value. And I think that being able to try and understand what that problem is, that challenge is, and actually co-create the challenge. I think that what academics aren't, are consultants, we're not coming in there uh, simply to provide a solution to a very specific issue. It's about that challenge, it's about that development, and it's trying to bring different perspectives and, and doing things that are um, perhaps uncomfortable. And I think that one of the, the ways that we talk about this with the businesses that we've worked with is, is dwelling in those uncertainties, thinking about the fact that this isn't something where there's an immediate answer. No firms are doing this perfectly. Uh, and actually by working with academics, it allows you to kind of explore what could be done, the art of the possible, and doing it in relation to what works for your firm. So we're, we're not in the business of trying to apply a one-size-fits-all model through the work that we do, through the design sprints, it's about trying to understand the businesses that we work with using our 
research expertise and insight and trying to help businesses uh, in achieving solutions that work for them and recognizing that those solutions can be very different business to business. There's often very different aspirations from um, highly complex technological solutions, uh, which have huge uh, challenges in their digital transformation, right the way through to some of the kind of more simplistic uh, applications of, of digital. And, and I think all of those kind of add value to the businesses that we've come to work with. Yeah, and I think, I mean, also your inter, interdisciplinary approach is something that, you know, business wouldn't have in, in, in their day-to-day -day or working with a consultancy. So, so that approach would be very valuable for, for a business. But you also bring through your design sprinting and your scenario planning the practical approach that, that business seek and sometimes are... are a bit apprehensive with working with academics and research where um, you know the maybe one of the misconceptions is that it is all very theoretical but it can in 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 the example of your project uh, you've taken um, you know research and theory into practice uh, which um, I think is 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 very valuable um, for for professional services firms um, Right, so Tim, I think we we we've come up, we've co I've, you know I would love to carry on the conversation, but time is up, I'm afraid. Um, so thank you very much for your time and and sharing your experience. It's been it's been a real pleasure. Um, thank you for having me. And like I say, if people want to reach out, uh, please do reach out to us. Look on the project website, and and we'd love to get involved as well. I just had yeah. So the, the, just to remind listeners, your your web page is nextgen psf um, like professional services firm um, at dot co dot uk right that's it yeah absolutely. That, that's it and um, i just had one last question that i ask every guest um, at ktn our purpose is to create diverse connections to drive positive change so i wanted to ask you um, who is the one person that you would love to meet and why Wow, that's a tricky question. That's a huge question. Um, I, I think if I could have uh, met, I would have loved to have met Steve Jobs. I love oh, yes. the, the idea of the, the design, the combination, bringing that together with the creativity, but with that, that highly focused kind of customer kind of cue, just trying to kind of ensure that we're meeting a need uh, and we're doing it in a designed way. So, so certainly kind of what one of the, the heroes that I wish I could have met would have been Steve Jobs. Brilliant, Tim. Thank you so much again. And to our listeners, check our webpage, aiforservices.org. Share this recording with your colleagues and friends and see you next time. KTN, connecting for positive change.